Lisa, we start today off with a card trick. Take a look at these six cards and pick one. It can be any card. Memorize it. Don't tell anyone else what you picked. And watch this. I'm going to make your card disappear. Don't believe me? I'm going to take one card out, put it in my pocket, and your card is now completely, totally gone. How did I do that? You want to see it again? Magic card trick, take two. Take a look at these six cards and pick one. It can be any card. Memorize it. Don't tell anyone else what you picked. And watch this. I'm going to make your card disappear. Don't believe me? I'm going to take one card out, put it in my pocket, and your card is now completely, totally gone. Did you figure it out yet? Well, if you didn't, I'll tell you how I did it in just a minute. And then your whole perspective will change. When your perspective on life changes and you start to see things from God's perspective, your whole life can change. Today we're in the second of a three-week series called Changed. And I'm going through the New Testament book, which is really not a book at all. It's a letter written from one Christ follower to another. This letter was written by the Apostle Paul. Just a quick review of last week. Written by the Apostle Paul around the year 60 AD. It was written about a runaway slave named Onesimus. And Onesimus somehow had met up with the Apostle Paul in Rome, and he had become a Christ follower. So Paul writes this letter, gives it to Onesimus, and says, you need to go back to your master and give this to him and show him and tell him that your life has changed. Last week, I shared with you some lessons from a changed life. When people are changed, they don't deny their problems, they face them. Also, when people are changed, they don't focus on what was, but what can be. Remember, you used to be one way, those of you that know Christ, you used to be one way, but then you came into a relationship with Christ, and now you're another way. That's exactly what happened to Onesimus. He was one way, then he met up with Paul, gave his life to Christ, and now he's another way. Last week, I talked about a changed life. This week is about a changed perspective. You know, over the last seven days, my perspective has changed a little bit. Last Wednesday was a birthday. Some people call it a milestone. And everybody around the office spent the whole week reminding me that, in fact, I am now 40. My older brother, my older sister, they called me up just to let me know that I'm now old, but they expect me to continue to be immature. And it's a week that kind of changed my perspective. One of my friends sent me this thing where you can go online and you can put in your lifestyle and what you do for a living and your stress level and how you eat and exercise and all that, and it spits out your life expectancy. So I went through, answered all the questions, and here it says, results. Mr. Williams, if you're not happy with the result, consider that by adopting a healthier lifestyle and avoiding various risk factors, you can increase your life expectancy by up to 15 years. Your ideal weight for maximum longevity is 161 pounds. Don't say anything. The three biggest positive factors that you have going for you for longevity are these. Personality type, level of education, and you don't smoke. Good. The two biggest negative factors you have going for you are gender 
can't change. <laughs> Family health, can't change. Based on your answers to the above questions, your current life expectancy is 79 years. I was like, wow, that's, that's a little past halftime, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Got some things I want to do that I haven't done yet. And it just completely changed my perspective all of a sudden. Maybe you're in the first half. Maybe you're way into the second half. But either way, when we begin to see our lives from God's perspective, things change. If you could get above your life and look down, just think how different the perspective would be. My good friend Dennis Esch flies 767s for a living all over the country. So when he's up at 30,000 feet, he has a view of the land that we don't have just walking around. He's up above and can look down and see things that nobody else down on the ground can see. What if you could get up above your life and look down and totally change your perspective? Many of you came here today needing a change in perspective. In August of 1930, Joseph Crater had dinner with his friends, hailed a taxi cab, got in it, and drove off, and no one has heard from him since. The only clues that were left in his apartment were a check and a note. The check was for a sizable amount of money to his wife, and the note said, Honey, I'm very weary, Joe. And no one ever heard from him. So what got Joe to the point in his life where he was so negative and hopeless and weary that he would just write a note and disappear? Many of you may live your life like that. Thinking, you know, I'm ready to give up. I'm weary. Today, what I want to do is to challenge you to take a look at your life from a different perspective. To try to get up at 30,000 feet and look down at your life and answer these questions. I'm characterized by fearful thoughts. You walk around scared of what's going to happen, always afraid. I'm characterized by negative thoughts. I'm characterized by hopeless thoughts. I'm characterized by peaceful thoughts. Then ask the people around you to take a look at that your husband or your wife or your parents or your children, what would they check if they were thinking about you and your thoughts? You know, our thoughts have a lot of power. Our thoughts can make us successful or not successful. Maybe your thoughts are the very reason you need to change your perspective. Maybe you don't think about the right things. Here's what the Apostle Paul said about thoughts. In 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5, he says, take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Why would he want every one of our thoughts to be obedient to Jesus Christ? Because our thoughts are a preview to our actions. Every bad thing you've ever done Even every good thing you've ever done, almost everything you've ever done started in your mind. And talk to anybody who has blown it, who's made mistakes, who's sitting behind bars, who got arrested, who destroyed their families, and they'll tell you that it started 
in their minds. So Paul is trying to explain to us, take those thoughts captive while they're in your mind. Don't allow them to blossom into actions. Our thoughts are previews to actions. Romans 12 verse 2, he says, Don't be conformed, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So when we change the way we think, we're renewed. When we start to see life in a different way and think in a different way, Paul says we're renewed. And he also says don't think like the world thinks. Don't think like everybody else thinks. Think in a way that renews your mind. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, of love, and of sound mind. The next time you're afraid, the next time you're facing a challenge, the next time you're thinking, I can't get through this, the next time you're thinking, I can't face this, think of what Paul said to Timothy. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and of sound mind. Romans 8 verse 6, if the Holy Spirit controls your mind, there is life and peace. Have you ever met somebody who went through a difficult time and you would just think, I couldn't deal with it. I couldn't do what they do. And maybe they've dealt with loss or bankruptcy or just something tragic that happened to them. And yet they're able to approach life with peace. I bet that person has a relationship with Christ and understands that when the Holy Spirit, when God's Spirit controls their minds, there is peace. And every part in your life where there is no peace, and you apply God's Spirit to it, there will be peace. So what does all this have to do with Onesimus and Philemon? Listen what Paul says to Philemon in verses 15 and 16. He says, perhaps you could think of it this way. He's saying, okay, Philemon, maybe there's another way of looking at it. Perhaps you could think of it this way. Onesimus ran away for a little while so you could have him back forever. He's no longer just a slave. He's a beloved brother, especially to me. Now he will mean much more to you, both as a slave and as a brother in the Lord. He's saying, take a look at this from a different perspective. You know, Onesimus and Philemon both could have focused on the negative. Onesimus could have said, woe is me. I've, I've really messed up. I went away and I found Christ and now I got to go back and the guy might either chop my head off or brand me or beat me. I don't know what's going to happen. He could have just focused in on the negative and allowed his thoughts to run and run and run in that direction until his life was completely filled with terror. But Paul's saying, maybe there's something bigger at work here. Maybe there's something working outside that you don't see. And so Philemon could have done the same thing. When Onesimus showed up with this letter, he could have thought, well, you know, I'm supposed to either brand him, kill him, or beat him. So I don't know what I'm, what I'm supposed to do. He's now a fellow Christ follower. What am I supposed to do with this guy? And, and what will the other businessmen in the community think? The worst way to live our lives is worrying about everything we do in light of other people. Worrying about what other people think. Onesimus didn't, or Philemon didn't do that. And Paul was saying, perhaps you can think of it from another way. Perhaps you can look at this from another perspective. Before they have any chance to go negative with their thoughts, he encourages them to get up above 
and look down from a different perspective. For years in my life, I served in a ministry where it was God-honoring. It was a ministry of God. I'm sure of that. But I felt like I did not fit. And yet, I felt like it was what I was supposed to do. And, and I struggled with God. And I got so angry at times, I was ready to just call the whole thing off. I was just ready to give it all up and just quit the whole thing. But then through advice of others and reading God's word, all of a sudden I began to see my life from a completely different perspective because I didn't know what was coming later. And then when everything that was going to come later came, all of a sudden I had perspective and I understood, now I know why this had to happen. It was so this could happen. And when my perspective changed, it changed everything about what I thought. It changed everything about my attitude. If you want to change your perspective, you need to consider a couple things. One is to see the good through the bad. Are you going through a difficult time? The best thing to do and the first thing to do is to stop looking at it from the negative. Stop focusing on the negative and the hopeless and the fearful and do what Paul said to do. Renew your mind. Because you might be focusing on the negative and missing all this other stuff going by. Does anybody ever get car fever? When you have car fever, you look up on the internet or get magazines and you look and you pick out the car you want, you pick out the color and and you dream about having this car, right? Don't we? And then you get in your car and you drive to work and there goes one just like the one you want and there goes another one. And then you pull in the parking lot and there's another one just like the one you want. Doesn't that happen? Happens to me. So I've got car fever. I go and I see what I want. And then all of a sudden I see it everywhere. Were those cars always out there? They were always there. I just didn't notice it. And it's the same way with us. When we focus in on one thing, there's all this other stuff going on around us that we miss. But it's always there. For those of you that don't know how I did the car trick, take a look. For those of you that haven't figured out how I did the card trick, here's how it works. I showed you six of 12 face cards that are in a deck of cards. You picked one, memorized it. I picked them up, pulled one out, put it in my pocket. While I was doing that, my faithful assistant, Molly, handed me five of the cards you didn't see. I laid them down, so all the previous cards were now gone. But you were so focused on the one card you failed to realize that the rest of them had changed. You know, the same is true in life. When we're going through a bad time or something difficult, we focus in on the one thing and we fail to see things from another perspective. But when you choose to look at your life from God's perspective, your life can be changed. So it's all where you choose to focus. The way your perspective on life is determined by where you choose to put your focus. If you want to look for negative things and be critical, there are enough of those in the world. You will find it. It's not real hard. If you choose to focus on the negative, if you choose to just focus on the bad, if you choose to just focus on the critical, you will find it every time. But while you're doing that, you're going to miss a lot of other things that are going on. You're going to miss a whole other perspective on your life. 
Does anybody know a negative person? Of course, we all do. The kind of person that's so negative, when it's a good day, when it's a nice day, they're upset because they don't have anything to complain about. I mean, negative people. I'm not saying be naive and live in denial, but don't go looking for it. You'll find what you're looking for. If you're looking for the negative, you will find it. Two birds go looking for dinner. A buzzard and a hummingbird. The buzzard takes off, and what's he looking for? Something dirty and stinky and smelly and dead, probably laying in the middle of the road. The hummingbird takes off, and he's looking for the sweet stuff, for the honey, for the things that taste good, for the stuff that tastes sweet. Now, here's another self-evaluation. Which are you? Are you a buzzard or are you a hummingbird? Ask your spouse. There's where you'll find the real answer. Ask your child. Ask your parent. Which am I? Am I a buzzard or a hummingbird? Do I choose to focus on the positive and be the hummingbird? Or do I choose to focus on the negative and be the buzzard? Here's some advice from Paul as we try to see the good through the bad. Philippians 4 verse 8, he says, Whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. If you want to change your perspective on life and see the good through the bad, here are the things Paul says we need to think about. That's what God's word says humans should do when they're having trouble seeing the good through the bad. There's another way to change your perspective, and that's to see the purpose through the pain. We're all going to go through pain. It's inevitable. It's just going to happen. Bad things are going to happen to us. We can't control that. We can't go through life and nothing bad ever happened to us. It's going to happen to all of us. So what we need to do is to try to see the purpose through the pain. There's a story in the Old Testament about a young man named Joseph who was hated by his brothers. Hated so much, one day they saw him walking out into a field and they said, let's kill him. All of his older brothers were like, we'll get rid of him. No more daddy's favorite. He'll be gone. They didn't kill him. They just sold him into slavery. So Joseph gets sold into slavery. He gets put in prison. He gets lied to. He gets lied about. And he could have lived his life wallowing in all of the bad things that happened to him. He could have walked around thinking, yeah, my brother sold me into slavery. And then this woman who I didn't even think was good looking said I raped her. And then this guy lied to me. And, and he could have just walked through life thinking that. But instead, he chose to be the hummingbird and look for the sweet in everything that happened to him. And he got elevated to the second in command of Egypt. And then there's a famine. And his brothers, the guys that sold him into slavery, come before him to ask for food. And what do you think he did? Lobbed off their heads and put them on sticks? No. He looked at them when they begged for forgiveness and he said, what you meant was for evil, but God turned it into, God meant it for good. So he saw the purpose through the pain that he had to go through. 
Philemon, verse 11, says, In the past, he was useless to you, but now he's useful to both you and me. He's saying, come on, Philemon, you need to change your perspective. In the past, he wasn't a good slave. He probably wasn't any use to you, but now he's a brother in Christ. He's changed, and you need to look at things from a different perspective. This guy is now a Christ follower. Look for the sweet stuff. Look into the purpose for what's going on in your life and change your perspective. Some of you sit here today in pain, dealing with problems, and you're having a hard time seeing the purpose. But just think of a time when you thought it was one way, but it turned out to be another. Because when we're in the middle of it, the tendency is to focus on, why is this happening to me? Why is something bad happening to me? How can I get out of this? But instead of asking why, why God, why would this happen? The question should be, what? What do I need to learn through this? What can I take away from this? What can I do in the middle of this to change my perspective? God, what do you want me to see? Difficult times are easier to deal with when we ask what instead of why. So the challenge to you today is to change your perspective. To look at your life from 30,000 feet. Stop focusing on the one card. Stop walking around every day carrying it into every relationship. Your job, the way you parent, the way you act with your spouse. Stop focusing on that one card. Change your perspective. Look at what's going on around you and ask, God, what do you want me to learn? What do you want me to do? And what do you want me to change because of this difficulty I'm going through? So what's your card today? What is it? Relationship problems? Health problems? Money problems? Think you just have blown it at parenting, have blown it at being a husband or a wife or an employee, or blown it at being a Christ follower? Do what Paul did. Do what Paul encouraged Philemon and Onesimus to do. Change your perspective. It's what God wants every one of us to do.